Hello and welcome to Curiously Morbid, a podcast for the curiously morbid minds out there. It's me, your host, Danielle Waldron, joined by the lovely Dean Osgood. Danielle, it is spooky season and we are continuing with our haunted Halloween spooky season themed case files and i'm really excited for this one i'm really excited for this one as well because this combines like my love of history and spooky stuff and just all this crazy crazy stuff and i think this is something that people will have heard this name but they probably won't know a lot about the actual history behind the character and you know what i haven't even read the notes i am going into this blind (laughs) i want you to teach me all about this because this is not my forte no, it's definitely not your forte. Um, but you'll, it will be after you've watched it, after you've listened. So what are we doing then? So this week we are looking at the insane life of Vlad the Impaler. Um, he was pretty crazy. Yeah, I can imagine. I don't know anything about him. I'm ready for you to educate me. Well, yeah, I mean, with a name like Vlad the Impaler, it's um, kind of self-explanatory what what he might get up to. And to impale means to put something through something, doesn't it? Yes. So, like, um, if you were... I'm imagining the heads on sticks. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're going to be seeing some heads on sticks, baby. Um, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 we're going to be some heads on sticks, baby. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> not the best thing to get excited about, Danielle, no, it's is not. it? It's only because it's so historical, you know, like it's so far removed. I feel like if this happened 20 years ago, I'd be absolutely mortified and I'd be like, oh my God. But you know, like when you learn about medieval stuff and you're just like, whoa, that's crazy. Because it just doesn't seem like it's real. Mm-hmm. That's, that's where my right, thought go- process is coming from there. Go on, tell me all about Vladdy Boy. Vladdy Boy. Okay, so Vlad III is known as Vlad the Impaler or Vlad Dracula. And he was the Vlad Dracula, yes, which is one of the reasons why I decided to do this one as well, because this is uh, loosely like what the character of Dracula is based off of. And it's based off this guy. So he was the voivode of Walchalia. Um, three times between 1448 and his death, basically, to when he died. Um, and that basically means, like, the ruler um, in Romanian, I think, or something like that. Uh, so he- uh, I speak Romanian, thank you very much. Oh, Are you yeah, ready? Buna Cifac. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, wow, I thought that was a total lie, but well done. No, um, I have a lot of Romanian friends. Oh, <laughs> tea, okay. Mm-hmm. So, he is often considered one of the most important rulers of Wachalian history and a national hero of Romania, which I think is kind of crazy considering the sort of stuff he gets up to in his life. I can understand some aspects why he'd be a hero, but um, there's a lot of factors that would make me think that he wouldn't be a hero. A lot of grey area. Yeah, there's a lot of grey area. Heads on sticks. <laughs> yeah, heads on sticks. All that good stuff. So he was the second son of Vlad Dracul, who became the ruler of Wachalia in 1436. Uh, Vlad and his younger brother Radu uh, were held as hostages in the Ottoman Empire in 1442 to secure their father's loyalty, basically. So, like, um, he, 
the, the Ottoman army held them hostage to basically make sure the dad would stay loyal to, to their army. Uh, Vlad's father oh. and his eldest brother, Mercia, were murdered after John Hyundai, who was um, the regent governor, so like the ruler of Hungary, invaded Wachala in 1447. So there was lots of like, you know, like little wars going on and stuff like that in this part of Europe at the time. Um, and so, unfortunately, um, Vlad's dad and brother were, were murdered. Um, <clears throat> oh, that's not good. Yeah, it is no good, really. And this basically sort of... Um, that was like the catalyst for Vlad becoming the person that he became. Um, so, basically... So, once um, the father and son were murdered, so this is Vlad's brother and dad... Um, the person, obviously, this regent govern- governor, um, then was was dead. So then, obviously, Vlad's second cousin, Vladislav II, became the new ruler of um, Romania, basically. Um, and then he joined this military campaign against the Ottomans. So previously, um, obviously, Vlad's dad had been like all for the Ottomans and they'd been being loyal to them. But then now with this new leader, which is Vlad's cousin, um, they're now like at war against them. Um, and this was in the autumn of 1448. Vlad broke into Wachala with the Ottoman support in October. So this is Vlad like sort of... Um, coming back against Vladislav so it starts kind of getting like sort of infighty um, because obviously they were being held captive lots of crazy stuff going on um, and then they eventually got to return because they escaped the Ottoman Empire all that good stuff um, and then he like sort of became a bit of a, a nomad and roamed around Hungary and, and places like that but it was when he like got free from like this Ottoman Empire, he then started to embark on this sort of like lifelong campaign to regain his father's seat. So it was kind of like a revenge mission. And then this is where like his story like gets interesting. So once all this like turmoils happened between his cousin and the Ottomans, he then like becomes starts to become this sort of really vicious leader um, in his own rights um so, okay yeah can i can i can i interject go on right so we've got vladdy boy yes. dracula yes okay dead dad dead brother yeah his cousin hyundai the car <laughs> yeah his cousin started an invasion started an invasion with some other fellas vladdy was involved in the invasion the invasion stopped something with the ottoman empire didn't happen and then <laughs> vlad was sound at the end of it and he went on to Hungary just to travel about? Yeah, pretty much. You've got the gist there. There we go. Look at that. I'm listening. <laughs> You're listening. You've got it, girl. Uh, yeah, so pretty much he's, he's now chilling. He's on his own, but he's obviously wanting like revenge for like what happened to his family. Um, so is this Hamlet? Oh, kind of, yeah. It's very similar, isn't it? It's crazy. It sounds, it, it sounds very similar. Sounds very similar. Um, so his opponents then included the Boyers as well as his, as well as only his younger brother as well, who he'd been like captured by, uh, who he'd been like in um, hostage with at the time with the Ottomans, and this was because his brother um, was still like sort of friendly with the Ottoman army. Um, so you know he's now at war with his like only other like relative really, 
which is quite sad. Um, he emerged quite briefly as victorious and he became leader of Romania in 1448, but then he was taken off another two months later during another war. And then again, after an eight year struggle, so an eight year battle again, like I could not be arsed fighting an eight year battle. Um, Vlad then. No, just listening to this battles is tiring me out. Yeah, I know. It's like another one, another one, another one. It's like, could you be bothered? Um, and then Vlad again claimed his seat back um, and became this like really committed leader for Romania. And it was. Dictator or leader? Um. It was probably more like a dictator, to be honest. I, yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, so it was during this period of rule that he committed the atrocities for which he was best known. So he was known for impaling enemies on stakes in the ground and leaving them to die. And this earned him the name Vlad the Impaler. Um, oh, that's why he's called yeah, that. that's why, girl. Because that was like his, I get it. That was like his trademark. Like he would leave them behind everywhere, and like it wasn't like they'd be dead and then impaled. Ah <gasps> oh, no yeah. no 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 no! Don't you dare, Danielle! No, that's the line for me. <laughs> that's the that's line. That's the line for me. I know it is. There's, there's a heart. Gross. Oh. It's pretty gross. Oh. Yeah. So I sound like Faramir. You do. Uh, so they'd be impaled and then just left to die. He inflicted this type of torture on foreign and domestic enemies alike, notably uh, as he retreated from a battle in 1462. He left a field filled with thousands of impaled victims as a deterrent to pursuing Ottoman forces. So, you know, 14 years later, he's still at war with these bloody Ottomans. Um and who are the ottomans they're like the turkish empire oh turkish people yeah okay and they were like it's a they were like a huge like empire they were massive they were really big okay um and so they were sort of trying to uh obviously they were still pursuing him for whatever reason he was at war with them um and yeah so he left thousands of impaled victims on this field to basically like say to the ottomans you know, don't try it, otherwise this will happen. Um, Question. Oh, go on. Did he personally impale? Because a thousand impaled I feel like people would take a lot yeah, of time. I feel like he probably got his army to do the impaling. I feel like maybe he helped, maybe he chipped in, but... And question, 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 question about the impaling. Do they put the stick in the ground and then impale? Or do they impale and then put the stick in the ground? Oh, that's another good one. Because I imagine this would be quite a lot of time-consuming effort in implementing the sticks to then impale. And do the people waiting to be impaled line up nicely, ready to be impaled while you put the sticks <laughs> in the ground? Or do you impale and then put the sticks... I feel stick- like it you know, you know it'd probably be, I suppose if they had then won that battle, it'd probably be a mixture of people who had died in the battle and people who were injured and then like the prisoners that they'd taken so obviously oh, obviously if you're dead or like badly injured you can't really like run away um and then obviously the <laughs> obviously the people who were held prisoner were probably being like detained in some sort of way by the, the army just wait oh that's really sad that is really sad so i'm like oh can you, <laughs> can you imagine though could you even imagine being one of the prisoners of war 
and knowing that that's about to happen to you yeah oh oh danny stop that's the line that is the hard line <laughs> uh, so do you know we're making a merch line i'm just telling our audience now no go on do you know what we do you know what we need what what <laughs> one of our catchphrases on it <laughs> oh what like that's, that's really sad <laughs> no 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 that's the this is our catchphrase that we always say that's really sad that's really sad yeah we do actually do <laughs> that I, is really I, sad. I i i usually go oh that's really sad and, and then you go, i'll repeat yeah, it <laughs> that's really sad <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true we do do that <laughs> that's really sad yeah oh that's funny um <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, back to the lads. Back to Vladdy boy. So, that year then, he escaped Ottoman capture only to be intercepted by Hungarian forces and imprisoned by Matthias I of Hungary. Vlad regained his seat again in in 1476, but then he was killed in battle the same year. But he remained a folk hero in the region for his efforts against Ottoman encroachment so that's like him in a nutshell but then we've got like a few more little things to delve into about him some some tidbits some little little tidbits but i feel like we should probably go to a quick break danielle i am absolutely in love with one of this week's sponsors um they bring a sparkle to my life they bring a sparkle to my day and they just sparkle around. You know who our sponsor today is? Who's our sponsor? Sparkle Gifts. Ah, uh, I love Sparkle Gifts, you know. They do the cutest little boxes. They're just perfect for any type of like little birthday present or just, just a general present maybe. You just want to give yourself a bit of sparkle. You just want to jazz it up. So they basically specialise in like alcoholic gifts specifically. Um, not oh. like giving you alcohol alcohol but like alcohol accessories so like for example we got sent some coasters and one says friends don't let friends drink prosecco alone and the other one says you're the rum to my coke so like really cute oh i just like love that. them you know no they're adorable and then when you get like little things to put inside your prosecco like little fizz bombs and stuff like that it's really really fun if you want to see um the package that we got sent go and check out our instagram feed where it will be oh very exciting please check it out and go to sparkle gifts on instagram to find out more and remember to tell them the folks at curiously morbid sent you once again that's sparkle gifts on instagram and remember drink responsibly and we're back okay dean are you ready to get into some of the sort of like um the juicy bits some of the juicier bits we're gonna look i like to pull out the bits <laughs> that's a line from like if you've ever been to the dungeons you'll know that i've been, you ever been to I've the been dungeons to amsterdam dungeons so i don't know if oh, they do I've the same to, i've been to all the dungeons and i know that and i know all of the scripts and i know the play doctor he, he or she can be played by either or they um <laughs> go <laughs> I like to pull out the bits. <gasps> Do you know what? That's my favourite line. I think, I think the Amsterdam one does that because we had a doctor at the Amsterdam one and we had to go and we were in like their surgery room, like their theatre yeah, room. Yeah, and they've got like a body and they pull like the bladder out yeah. and you squeeze the bladder. Yeah. 
and then there's a curtain, um, there's a curtain, and they get a volunteer up, and like they slit the person's wrist, and the blood falls down the chair, and then they pull the curtain over, and they hit the person on the head, and there's a noise that makes it look like they've hit him on the head because there's a shadow. Oh yeah. yeah. Do you know I've been pulled out of the crowd in um, the Amsterdam dungeons to be a participant, and it was literally the most horrifying thing ever because I hate like public attention on me in places like that and especially because it was just me and my mate louise it was just horrible and i had to go up and pretend to be like a witch on trial um oh yeah. and yeah did you have to sing did you have to sing yeah sing? yeah it was literally the worst it was oh it was oh. awful i hated every so- second of it it was horrible. I've been to loads of dungeons and only been pulled out twice and I hated it. I was in the plague doctor scene where I was sitting in the chair and I was also on trial um, for... Luckily, I was literally just the one. It's usually the last one they get up and they go, where are you from? And then you say where you're from and they blang the gavel and go, guilty, straight away. That's like the last little joke. <laughs> I was only that one, luckily. <laughs> anyway, oh. I like to pull out the bits of like the Impaler. <laughs> Flappy and feel like your groups. Um, so you use code curiously morbid next time you're booking your dungeons tickets. Ten oh, percent off. As soon as we're out of lockdown, we can maybe go to a dungeons and and do some fun stuff for the podcast. Well, we did have that as a plan. So if you'd like to see that, um, it'll probably be a Patreon only exclusive. Yeah, you'll be able to see the film. And while we're talking about the Patreon, you can find us on Patreon at Curiously Morbid, and we've got a treat for our listeners at the five pound slash dollar slash valued currency level. Not only do you get access to all of our exclusive Patreon only podcasts, videos, reactions, but for a limited time only, you get our lovely cover art as a iPhone or Samsung or phone screensaver. I know, I'm really excited for the Patreon. It's going to be so good. And our Patreon, um, Patreon, or what are we going to call our Patreons? Oh, I don't know. Should we call them like our, our mor- morbs? I don't know. The morbids. Morb, oh. I'll tell you what, we'll do a poll on Patreon <laughs> and you can choose what you'd like to be called. <gasps> Yes. So check out our Patreon. It's Curiously Morbid. Just Google it. Just search Patreon. Um, we have got contributions starting from just one pound slash dollar slash valued currency. Um, but if you're on the five dollar level or more, you get access to all our Patreon only content. Plus, for a limited time only, a phone screensaver. Plus, first access to our brand new merch line, which will be coming very, very soon. Yeah. Anyway, on with Vlad the Impaler. Love a bit of lad. Relations between Hungary and Vladislav later deteriorated. So this is during all those crazy battles that we were talking about earlier on. Vlad began a purge among the Wachalan boyars to strengthen his position. So then he came into conflict with some Transylvanian Saxons. So this is in Transylvania, which just is very draculian, isn't it? I love it. It is. I like Transylvania. I love it. Um, so, um... After, like, sort of battling against these Saxons, um, his illegitimate half-brother, who's called Vlad the Monk, is one of the best name ever. <laughs> like, Vlad the Monk. It's like Vlad the Impaler and Vlad the Monk. I love it so much. Um, and Les the Caretaker. Les the Caretaker, Les the Painter. Maybe they were all related. Yeah. <laughs> I love it so much. I feel like Vlad the Monk and Les the Painter need to be in our merch line because I just love it. 
Oh, <laughs> Les the Monk. Oh, I love it so much. I thought, when I remember reading it and being like, Vlad the Monk. Oh, it's so funny. But Vlad then plundered these Saxon villages, obviously, because that's what he was always up to. He just loved the battles. Um, and doing this, he'd capture people, take them with, to Wachala. So he'd have them imprisoned, you know, like where wherever they were pl- like rummaging around and, you know, causing chaos. And take them all yeah. the way back to where he lived to have them impaled. Like, why? Oh. Why? That seems like a lot of effort. It's a lot of effort. So to me, it just feels like he's got some sort of weird, like, fetish for, for impaling. Yeah, to impale. It's well, a clearly. lot of effort to take them all the way back to, your, like, your country and stuff to then impale them there. It's like, why didn't you just do it where you were? Surely that saves all the effort of, of transporting all these people back. It's bizarre. Well, you know, that you've got common sense. Vlad the Impaler and Vlad the Monk clearly didn't. No. I mean, it was a different time, I guess. It was. Right, give me more facts. Fact me up. Okay, so let's talk about some more impalings then. So, the Ottoman... (laughs) (laughs) That's what I like to hear, Danielle. (laughs) Let's talk about more impalings, Dean. (laughs) I like to pull out the bits. (laughs) So, the Ottoman Sultan, uh, Mehmed... The second ordered Vlad to pay homage to him personally. However, Vlad wasn't really um, impressed by this, so he had the Sultan's two envoys captured and impaled. So, just for just simply for the the Sultan saying like, "I want you to come and pay homage to me," basically, like, come and respect me. He went and had like his whole em- like two of his envoys impaled, two of them. Maybe Vlad just didn't know how to show love and thought that, and that, that impaling people were showing love. Yeah, maybe. Like, I feel like he's just a bit of a drama queen. Like it's a big overreaction, isn't it? Do you know what? I want you to impale them. Impale them now. <laughs> Obviously, that would be in Romanian, but I'm not that good at Romanian. Yeah, it's just yeah. I just feel like he's he's just really overreacts. Like there's no need for that. In February 1462, he attacked Ottoman territory again, surprise, surprise, um, massacring tens of thousands of Turks and Bulgarians. Uh, Mehmed launched a campaign against um, him to replace him um, with the younger brother that obviously was sort of siding with the Ottomans, like we've talked about before. Um, Vlad then attempted to capture the Sultan um, in June of 1462 um but this this didn't happen um but then the sultan and the main ottoman army actually left um with chalia so obviously there must have been some sort of like fear that that was going to happen um but this did not stop vlad so he then went to transylvania to seek some assistance from the king of hungary but this failed and the king of hungary actually had him imprisoned so that didn't work out the way he wanted it to really oh vlad come on yeah so i don't know why he trusted him and why he thought it was gonna work because then he was just imprisoned so yeah so then he was in prison for quite a long time so he was held um in prison from 1463 to 1475 which is like 12 years. <gasps> yeah yeah i know so a long time um and it was during this period that anecdote anecdotes about his cruelty had started to spread towards like places like germany and italy and then he was released at the request of stephen iii of moldavia in the summer of 1475 i don't know why he requested him to to be released if all these like 
scandalous stories about him were like getting around and stuff surely you'd want to keep him in prison so I, I don't know maybe it was misunderstood maybe well the person who so the king of hungary had imprisoned him but then when he got out of prison he actually fought for his army against the ottomans in bosnia so maybe i'm thinking it might have been like a deal or something like that it might have been yeah, yeah. i see that a little, a little snide you let old bloody boy out and we'll sort you out <laughs> yeah um so so then he was he was out of prison obviously free to go in and start impaling people again um he <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a serial killer well he is a serial yeah, killer isn't yeah, he but like totally you wouldn't brand him a serial killer yeah um so the first kind of records then of his this reputation for cruelty was obviously when these stories were circulating when he was arrested and apparently uh the king of hungary uh corvinus promoted this like the spread of them and like really got it around and i think that he probably promoted this because he had caught him you know and like had him in captivity so he probably wanted to like show off that he was um like like he had one of those dangerous people if that makes sense yes yeah i think i think that's why he did anyway but then well, that started I like it, around yeah. then so well what goes around comes around yes 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 because he'd been like quite um like an unknown kind of figure you know like for in between western europe and eastern europe like if you weren't in eastern europe you didn't really know who vlad the impaler was but then obviously once these stories started spreading, it was like getting across um, Western as well. Um, Isn't it weird that there's always been such a divide there between the East and West of Europe? Like, it seems yeah. like two different places. Well, it is two different places, but it seems like really Europe should be like one. Yeah, but, but it's just not. Yeah, it's crazy. Isn't yeah. It? Do you know what I mean? You know, you know, you know what I'm getting at. I know at. what you mean. I totally get know what you're getting at, Gail. Danny. Yes. Dear. Um. Do you know what? I, he sounds like he's got a certain reputation, doesn't he? He's got like a reputation for cruelty. Can you give me some like stories about his brutal acts? Well, yes. So I don't know why I said Sounds that. Like then. We planned that. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I yeah, can. It's I on can. their notes. It's in our notes, dude. I can indeed. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like we're surprised. Oh. Um, right, so yeah, I uh, I can talk about quite a few things. So, as well as the King of Hungary, um, like basically giving him this big reputation for cruelty, um, these story stories were written about and sent to like the Pope at the time in 1462, um, and the Pope actually included them in his own commentaries. So that's like kind of like how much of you know like he was going around at the time he was really being big player yeah yeah he was really being picked up on by a lot of people and um, there was also a really lengthy poem about vlad's deeds and um, allegedly based on a conversation with a catholic monk who had managed to escape from vlad's prison and this poem is basically um it can be translated into um by saying story of a despot called dracula uh, the Voyevoid of Wachalia, which basically is like, dra- basically saying stuff like about how bad he was, and obviously his name is is Dracula. And again, that used to be performed during like winters and stuff like that, because it was scary, um, and it was like a really well known poem at the time. But here is. Are you going to perform the poem not, for I'm us now? I'm not going to perform the poem because they don't actually have the poem. Um, this is just like oh. a hit. I know it's sad. Otherwise, I probably would have performed it. Um, okay, okay. 
Vlad the Impaler. <laughs> he is a mailer. <laughs> we shall not disrupt the Impaler because we will go with the Jailer. Okay. Usually when I do um, slam poetry, people give me a round of applause. That was a pitiful round of applause. Yeah. But I thought that was quite good for On The Spot. Um, on the spot. And it had rhyming. Yeah, for On The Spot. It had rhyming couplets. It did, you're right. It did have rhyming couplets. Like So maybe like, Vlad the Impaler, what could I say about... Right. The... Yours is shit, man, was good. Vlad the Impaler is a mailer. Don't piss off Vlad the Impaler because you go to the jailer. Oh, that's and you good. You'll get up, he'll take off your head and he put it in the bed. But by bed, I mean stick. Don't be a prick. <laughs> Why'd you go cockney? Because I'm just showing my range. Um, I can do sad. I can do really sad. I can do really happy. I can do dead scouse. I can do dead scouse. I can do a bit like this as well. A bit country. <laughs> oh a bit Manchester. Tram came off track. If any casting directors would like to contact me, you can go to dinosgood.com and fill out my contact us form. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, right. So let's go into some stories then. So one of these stories that's in inside this poem sort of anthology is that Vlad had two monks impaled to assist them apparently to go to heaven. Um, also ordering the impalement of their donkey. Because, <gasps> yeah, there's the no, that's there, the line. That is the actual line. That's the official. Yeah, line. Yeah, we found the actual <laughs> line. Animals. The animals. Oh my god. So, according to one of these stories from um, the poem, Vlad had two monks impaled to assist them going to heaven, also ordering the impalement of their donkey. Oh, that's the lie. That's so nasty. I was literally, oh, I was so sad when I read about that. For some reason, I get more affected by, like, animals being hurt than I do with people. That, that's sad. That, that is really sad. <laughs> <gasps> you changed the catchphrase up, so that's really sad. No, no, animals is a is a huge line. Yeah, it is. It's a massive line for me. I was like, what? Why would you impale a donkey? Hasn't he... well, it's like it's like um, don't f with cats on Netflix. That was a massive line for me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Huge, huge, Go huge on. line. Tell me more about the donkey. The sad donkeys. Oh. Oh, I know. I know. I know. It's just, it's too sad. I don't like it. Um, but yeah, so basically, um, apparently the donkey had become too loud and like annoying after its master's death. So that's why Vlad had it impaled, which is just like, well, obviously it's going to be a bit loud because it's probably in mourning because you've impaled its master. So it's like so sad. Um, that's really sad. I know. So the person who wrote the, um, poem also accused Vlad of duplicity so it's he stated that he was promising to su- promising support of obviously the king of Hungary and uh, Mehmed II as well but didn't keep either promise which kind of goes with our theory from before doesn't it where we said he was like playing the field and you know two-faced. like yeah yeah very two-faced um and it really just what a queen what a queen I support him <laughs> we stand a queen in 14... Gotta play the game. You've got to play the game. You've got to. 
1475, Gabriel Raguni, who was the Bishop of Egger, um, understood that Vlad had been imprisoned because of his cruelty. So he then recorded some rumours that while in prison, Vlad would catch rats just to cut them up into pieces and stick them on small pieces of wood. So he had a problem. Well, by the sounds of it, he might have just been doing it because he was hungry. Prisons in them days. And also by the sounds of it, Gabriel Ragoni sounds like he made that up. (laughs) He sounds like he made it up. It does. Ragoni also recorded that the rumours were in prison. Nah, nah. Well, yeah. You made them up. Yeah, this apparently was a rumour from prison. I feel like that is hyperbole. (laughs) Really exaggerated. Well, apparently it was because he was unable to forget his wickedness. Um, And so that's, that's why he did it. But... That is also being recorded um, about Vlad in, like, books as well from back then, from, like, the 1400s. So, it's kind There's of... There's lots of things in books that aren't true. Yeah, yeah, I know, but there are... It's not just this one person. It is also recorded elsewhere as well. So, I just thought I'd put the facts out there. The facts and me. All right, I, I, see, I, I see your facts and I call them lies. <laughs> what's it... Oh, what's it called? Fake news. <laughs> Fake news! <laughs> that is the fakest news I have ever heard. <laughs> I don't know. I think he was pretty creepy. Maybe he did. You never know. Um, mm. Or maybe it was exactly. You say creepy, I say misunderstood. Misunderstood, that's gross. Um, right, so. Uh, he was also described by people at the time as a man of unheard cruelty and justice. So... You know, I mean, to be fair, he didn't just go around impaling anyone. He would impale, like, you know, people who he felt deserved it. I can see that. Like, people who he um, thought, with the, well, they were the criminals in his eyes, weren't they? And I guess he just really believed in corporal punishment. Corporate punishment or corporal punishment? I think I said corporal. What's the correct one? Corporal. Corporal punishment? Corporal, yeah, corporal. Yeah. Right, and let us know who's right, who's right. <laughs> who's right. Um, there was also some Turkish messengers who came to Vlad to pay their respects, but they refused to take off their turbans, and like according to their ancient custom. So he strengthened their custom by nailing their turbans to their heads with three spikes so that they would never be able to take them off. Were they alive or dead? Uh, um, they were alive. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's a pretty that's a pretty bad factor as well, with that with the donkey. Mm. I'm, I'm going to yeah. say that Vlad's not misunderstood here. I'm just going to say he's a psycho. No, Vlad is a psycho. <laughs> and, like, sh- sh- surely even in 1400s, we had some kind of mutual respect and acceptance if not acceptance tolerance of other people's customs and religions clearly not and clearly I mean, Vlad it's, didn't it's sad because they'd only gone to pay their respects to him <laughs> so you know it's it's sad that that happened to uh, him just for them trying to be respectful Vlad the bigot more like yeah Vlad the bigot Vlad was also, as we know, killed in battle um, by 1477. Vlad was killed, as we know, in 1477, and some books describing Vlad's cruel acts were among the first bestsellers in German-speaking territories. So, in Russia, popular stories also suggested that Vlad was able to strengthen central government only through applying brutal punishments. 
a similar view that was then adopted by a lot of Romanian historians in the 19th century. So Vlad's reputation for cruelty basically um, was like an inspiration for like their sort of uh, criminal systems, I guess. And then later also became the name of the vampire Count Dracula from obviously the popular story Dracula. (laughs) (laughs) I want to suck your blood. I want to put your head on a spike. (laughs) Okay, we're going to take a break and we'll see you right back. Guess who our sponsor is this week, Dean? Is it Teachers Love Stationery? It is indeed Teachers Love Stationery. And, you know, even though they're called Teachers Love Stationery, I feel like anyone can love stationery, can't they? And I love Teachers Love Stationery. I do too. They do really personal custom things. It's a, You can get a monthly subscription. So they'll send you monthly things and it'll be like themes. So like this week, for instance, well, not this week, this month, for instance, they've got like little leaf paper clips because obviously we're getting into fall season or autumn. And so they've got like loads of stationery. So like stickers, pens, pencils, highlighters, um, notepads, custom tote bags that you can get your name on, pencil cases, all kinds of stuff. They do the lot. It's high quality stationery direct to your door. If you'd like to learn more about them, go to their Instagram page on Teachers Love Stationery. And don't forget to tell them that the folks at Curiously Morbid sent you. Once again, that's Teachers Love Stationery. And we're back. Yes, we are back. Did you have a nice break? I had a gorgeous break. I had a good time. Oh. Do you know what I did? What? Signed up to our Patreon on the $5 <laughs> level. Well, what else would you possibly be doing on a break other than signing up to our Patreon and, you know, maybe even possibly getting yourself some merch in the future? Danielle? Yes, Dean? Are you signed up to the Patreon on $5 level? I will be. <laughs> yeah, you best be. <laughs> yeah. Someone's going to have to be. <laughs> okay, let's, let's finish this Vlad the Impaler romp. Okay, so... Just to finish us off then, obviously we kind of teased you at the start with like Vlad the Impaler and I think a lot of people will be thinking like, oh, I thought he was a vampire. Well, no, honey, he wasn't a vampire. Um, He was just a psycho who liked to impale people. But obviously his surname, like we said, was Dracul and it's thought that Stoker, Bram Stoker, who wrote Dracula, obviously based his title character of Dracula on Vlad the Impaler. And his notes from his novel have actually shown that he mentions Vlad the Impaler a few times. Um, But it's also been speculated that he didn't really know a lot other than Vlad was violent. um, And there's not a lot of concrete evidence to even support that he really knew enough about Vlad the Impaler. But I think there is the evidence there really, isn't there? Because you've got the name Dracula that's not like just a common normal everyday name there was notes in his book that suggested that he was by that that you know he was inspired by him and there's the whole impaling what do vampires get killed from stake yes stake through the heart uh, baby. onto it so then- i think he was totally like inspired well, yeah, I'm kind of not buying it, maybe. And the fact that it was from Romania and stuff like that as well. It's very similar. Yeah. 
Okay, you kind of sound it, but where's the blood sucking? Where's the um, thing is against religion? Where's like the the garlic and the crosses and the silver? <laughs> like, come on, give yeah, me all of it. Yeah, I think he made up obviously some bits on his own because he is a writer. But his like main inspiration for this like you know bloodthirsty character, I think, well, probably was inspired by Vlad the Impaler. Don't, you don't just tease me. <laughs> I want, I want full-on vampire. Like, the, Vlad the Impaler clearly went out in the day. He didn't sleep in a coffin. Oh, yeah. Vlad the Impaler definitely wasn't a vampire. But Dracula, 100%, was inspired by him. Okay, yeah, 100%. But you've got me you've got me um, hungry for, for, for vampires now. Oh, well, it's, um, it's quite uh, convenient that you mention that, then, Dean. Because it just so happens that on this week's Freaky Friday, because we've only had a little tiny taste of vampires in this episode, when really, I think we just wanted more, didn't we? We wanted more vampire stuff. I want more vampires in my life, and do you know what's going to fill that vampire need? What? Our Freaky Friday, which this week is all about vampires. We've got vampire stories, we've got vampire first-hand stories, we might even have an interview with a vampire, but you'll have to tune in to find out. Oh, I'm really excited. Do you know, vampires has always been something I've been like really into ever since I was little. I think, did you ever watch that film called The Little Vampire? Oh, I absolutely love with the cow. Yeah, it's so good. It's got Richard E. Grant in it. <laughs> He's the dad. Oh, so good. I forgot about that film. Yes. And you just made me enjoy it. Oh, I love it. I- I had that on video and I used to fall asleep to it every single night. The Little Vampire. Yeah, it's so oh, good. I'm going to watch that this Halloween. It's so, so good. And it always gets forgotten about. It's like, it's such a good film. Um, but yeah, so that is probably like what started off my obsession with vampires. And then obviously as a teenager, I went through the whole like Twilight Vampire Diaries sort of um, fiasco. So... Um, thank you very much for listening if you've listened on iTunes please give us a 5 star make sure you're following us wherever you get your podcasts tell a friend and don't forget you can subscribe to us on Patreon as well we appreciate all your support Um, hopefully we'll see you on Friday and next week on our main case but in the meantime stay curious stay morbid this has been an Audio Bear production our show tune is Half Mystery by Kevin McLeod yes McLeod